pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. What's going on, golf addicts? Thank you for downloading the FedEx St. Jude Classic Podcast. Me and Pat are doing our best to keep in there for this week's show as you've got a bunch of guys withdrawing, a bunch of guys qualifying for the U.S. Open. As we speak, as we record this show, there are yet to be some withdrawals coming, so be sure and pay attention up until Wednesday night to make sure you don't have guys in your lineup that aren't going to play. Uh, we will be on Twitter. We will be in the Roto Grinder Shot in the Arm chat room Wednesday night mixing it up. If you guys have any questions or you want to know who we've pivoted to, if we mention somebody in the show who is no longer playing. So just needed to get that out there. Obviously, we're going to recap Duffner's win at the Memorial. And we make this one kind of a quick one, just trying to get in there and get out for the FedEx St. Jude Classic. But next week for the U.S. Open, we will have a ton of content uh, both on the podcast and written for Roto Grinders in the Shot in the Arm. A new venue at Aaron Hills that nobody's seen before, and we're going to have some boots on the ground talking to us about the golf course. So thanks for being patient with us for this week's show in the FedEx St. Jude Classic. We hope you guys see some green screens. And once again, thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. Enjoy the show. What is up, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. This is the FedEx St. Jude Classic Edition. It's a total crap show for the St. Jude's FedEx Classic week as people are withdrawing qualifying for the u.s open blah 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 pat and i are just going to make our best educated guesses as to who's even going to show up at this event in tennessee but pat how's it going man hello hello i got two free smartphones when i switched to metro pcs one for him and one for me uh it's not for you it's for people like me and parents i knew i should have gotten a dog Get two free Samsung Galaxy J3 Prime smartphones when you switch two lines to MetroPCS and enjoy a 4G LTE network that's more reliable than ever before. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network are active on MetroPCS in past 90 days. See store for details, terms, and conditions. It's going good. It's going good. You know, I'm I'm in agreement. I think this is going to be... It's going to be a hard week to make some picks because we don't know here Monday night who is going to withdraw, but we're going to do our best. And, and to be honest, I'm just going to be honest with the folks out there. I'm not excited about this week. But, not at all. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the uh, Aaron Hills and the U.S. Open next week. But I don't think it's a, it's, a, it's a tournament where, especially on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, where you don't play because I think you can gain an edge with some of the guys, even though this is a weak event uh, or a weak field. I uh, still think you play a decent amount this week. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm in my new digs, by the way. Yeah, moved into the new house. You've got an actual like room that you can quietly podcast in without interruption. Uh, I'm excited for you, bud. Yeah, it is. It's very exciting. So 
we'll see. Moving sucks. As anybody out there, I'm sure, understands, it, it really just sucks bad. But Well, you know, uh, we all feel sorry for you now living in your gated community and uh, suburbia Savannah. We we're, were all really feel really well. Thanks. Well, and I also I feel bad for you because you're on vacation again, uh, and 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 Isle of Palms, which is, if if anybody doesn't know where that is, just outside of uh, Charleston, South Carolina. So correct. Uh, yes. But I am well researched and ready to get into the FedEx Saint Jude Classic. But before that. Uh, our boy Jason Duffner, who you, quote, divorced yourself from in last week's podcast after he trunk slammed the week before at Colonial, um, goes on to to win on Sunday by a couple of shots after seemingly running away with it the first two days and then having a horrific round on, uh, on, on Saturday. But Duffner comes away with the victory did you have uh, did you have any luck this week, Pat, or, or did Duffner not having Duffner just just screw you? Well, I did have zero percent Duff, and but it did not screw me. Actually, I had a pretty decent week. I had I had Cooch in some lineups, uh, which helped me, and uh, I, I I didn't. If, obviously, if I had Duff, I think I had, could have had some pretty special lineups, but but uh, they were good. I got several six of six through, which I think helped. And uh, because you had guys like John Rahm and DJ missing the cut, which I know killed a lot of people, and we heard heard about it, but uh, I didn't have as much of those guys, but I did have a few lineups with them, obviously, because we I did like them. I loved Rahm, you know. We we had his caddy telling him telling us to play him, and uh, just wasn't a good week. But that happens, right? It's freaking golf. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's if if anybody plays actual golf, this is what happens. I mean, yeah, the the course seemingly fit John Rahm better than a lot of the courses that he's been playing well on, and it just didn't happen. It is what it is. All in all, though, we still had a pretty good week. We picked thirty one players, which we said we would pick a lot last week, just due to the the pricing on DraftKings being extremely soft. Only five missed the cuts from the podcast. We had five finish in the top ten and twelve in the top twenty five. So, other than the Duffner fade, we did you know we, we did fairly well, I would say. So, hopefully, you guys had some green screens out there. The Memorial is always a fun tournament, Jack's tournament. And it's a, it's a beautiful golf course, a lot of fun to watch, and some good names. Um, but now we are subjected to the FedEx St. Jude Classic, which is just terrible. Today you had the, the longest day in golf, they call it, which is the Monday qualifying before the U.S. Open week. Sectionals all over the country, a lot of names that you would recognize and a bunch of names that you don't, trying to play their way into the U.S. Open. A lot of those guys are even wrapping up now as we record. So some of them we already know have qualified, some of them we don't. But as we look ahead to the FedEx St. Jude Classic, there are some players who have already withdrawn because they've made their way in. There are some who have not yet, but we are likely to see a number of withdrawals come Tuesday. So I think you know, Pat, you alluded to it before. It's one of those weeks where, you know, you, you kind of got to be careful. It is a week where you could gain an edge if you play and you play you play smart and you pay attention to who's out there and who's playing for what. However, it could also be a week where even after Thursday, you got a guy who, who maybe is in the U.S. Open, uh, tees it up on Thursday, doesn't start off all that well, and then kind of mails it in to go ahead and get to, to Aaron Hills. 
Um, so it is, it is, it's a little risky of a week. I mean, you could have some, you could have some withdrawals even after Thursday. I think. What, what do you, uh, are, are you going to have the same bankroll exposure, or are you going to, you going to change it up a bit? I mean, it may be a little light, but I think strategy wise, I'm probably going to play a little more um, average price line. I think that you know, if you're looking at these top guys, I'm probably going to fade some of them. And uh, and just and just play, you know, the guys that have had good recent form. I think that's going to be key this week. And 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 obviously, I am going to play guys that I think that have probably zero chance of withdrawing or mailing it in. So um, that, that's going to be my strategy this week because I do think you're going to see some withdrawals or some guys like if you see like a Ricky Fowler up at the top and he doesn't have a good day one, he's probably just going to maybe test things out on friday that's 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 like what the the players say when technically they don't want to say they're mailing it in but that's really what they're doing when they're just gonna they're trying some new things um quote unquote so that that's what you may see some of these guys do but um that's gonna be the strategy this week but i'm probably gonna be i don't know maybe a little light on the bankroll but but not too much you're on vacation so you'll probably be pretty light yeah, I'll be a little light on the bankroll, but uh, I, I am going to get some action in on on DraftKings, FanDuel, and Fantasy Draft. I'll be on all three of those for sure. So, uh, you know, by the way, looking ahead to the U.S. Open next week, the shot in the arm content, we will try to beef that up a little extra for you next week. If you guys want to hop in on that, uh, it's only $5.99 for the week same price uh, as, as any other week, so be sure to check that out. And, of course, we'll have some content up for the FedEx St. Jude Classic as well coming this week. And then, we'll, uh, of course, Pat will be in the chat room Wednesday night. I will probably not as I am on vacation. Uh, and I usually don't, I don't get in the chat room that often. Um, but let's move on. Let's, let's move on. I, I, I don't want to talk about that any longer, Pat. Um, let's get into the picks. So that's, that sound good? Yeah, hey, let's go. <laughs> All right, so to kick us off, you do have Ricky Fowler, who uh, obviously played really well this past week at Memorial. Then you got Brooks, Adam Scott, Molinari, and Phil in the uh, in the five-digit range. You got Phil in the whole U.S. Open thing where he's going to go to his daughter's graduation, which is just admirable as anything, or is it a ploy to – manipulate tea times and or graduation time i do know his, his his daughter's giving a speech so obviously you want to be there but we'll, we'll see what happens with phil next week um but anybody in that t- you know you mentioned you were going to go more balance so are you gonna for most of your lineups you're going to have somebody in this top range or are you pretty much completely fading this top half or top five-digit range i'm pretty much fading almost everyone in this top range the guy that i am zeroing in on that i'm probably going to play a decent amount of is francisco or francisco molinari Ooh, at, we have some uh, agreement early at 10-5 i love him this week i mean he checks the box if you're looking at stats i mean obviously this course you've got to be accurate off the tee they've got very small greens so you got you know proximity is key and then, so I also look at strokes gained approach and par four birdie or better percentage because there's this is a par seventy this week. Um, so a lot of par fours. So for Molinari, he pretty much checks the box on all of them: driving accuracy, stroke, strokes gained approach, strokes gained off the tee, which is another one I would look at. Par four birdie or better and proximity. So almost all 
the stats that I've been looking at, he is he's the guy that it comes in just just hot for me. So I think if I am going to play a guy over ten, which I'm not going to play a whole lot here, it's going to be it's going to be Molinari. Wow. So you know. Complete agreement right off the bat, which I kind of – when you said you were going to go a little more balanced, I felt like that was coming. I agree. I mean, I think I think in a field like this with the U.S. Open coming up, uh, you know, fading Fowler is is perfectly fine. Brooks is always kind of a wild card. If, if I see anybody – now, now Brooks does play this event really well. I mean, I, I don't think I would completely fade him, but – you know, I'm not going to have. I'm going to be underweight in ownership of Brooks. So if the field has him at you know 20, I'll probably be at like 10. Um, but you know, definitely has played this golf course really well the past three years. Seems to like it, which does surprise me a little bit because it, it is. You know, we didn't we didn't do our in depth course breakdown here at TPC Southwind, but it is a par 70, Bermuda Green, 7,200 yards. But it is kind of a, you know, an accuracy course, seemingly. I mean, the fairways can be tight. Uh, a lot of players talk about being in position in the fairways to hit into smaller greens. And then and then it can be kind of tough to, to scramble from these locations. So, you know, the fact that Brooks has played so well here does kind of shock me a little bit. Um, but then again, you had guys like Daniel Berger win last year, and you had Dustin Johnson win in 2012. Um, so you do have some some bombers who can dial it back off the tee a little bit and and play their way around the course. But for the most part, I am with you. Molinari checks every box. I mean, I looked at strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, strokes gained around the green, strokes gained putting, par four scoring. I mean, I looked at all this stuff, and Molinari's all over it. Um, he, he he checks a lot of boxes for me. So I do like Molinari. I will also have some exposure to Phil. Um, I've been on him all year. I mean, you're checking the box in strokes gained approach. He's obviously checking the box in scoring. He does, you know, he does like, if, if he thinks he's got a chance of playing the week before the major, or, or if he thinks he has a chance of playing the U.S. Open due to some kind of scheduling change or rearrangement, he loves to be in form going into the majors. This is what he's done. Uh, he always plays Southwind fairly well. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's made four of four cuts here in the last five years with, with uh, three top tens. So I think a little exposure to Phil would be good. So those, those are the only two I'm going to touch in that range. Oh, agreement right away. Well, good. Let's, well, let's move on to another range that I'm not – I'm just not a big fan of the 9K range, but I don't know about you. I'm not going to have many plays here. Well, I'm sure you're going to have Russell Henley. That's your boy. Actually, I did – here's the thing with him. I think he could be a good GPP play. Um, you know, he was top 10 last year with a seventh-place finish. He does check the box on strokes gained approach and par four birdie or better percentage and driving accuracy. So, and I think if you're looking at Henley and you see 9,800, there's going to be, you're going to be sitting there thinking, there's no way I want to pay for, for Russell Henley 9,800. But for a GPP, I think it could be a, a pretty decent play. So, I'm, you read my mind a little bit. I think I, I may have some exposure to him. Uh, well, we range. know you're you we know you're a sucker for Henley. Um, he's a Georgia boy. We know that he does check the box in strokes gained off the tee, approach, par four scoring, and birdie or better. I had him circled. He's going to be in some lineups for me. You can't get too wrapped up in the 9800 given the you know uh, 
just give him the weak field. Yeah, and but, he's probably not going to withdraw either. So yeah, probably not. Um, but but he is the only one in this in this range I'm interested in. I, Billy Horschel's had a good history here. Just super inconsistent. I mean, the guy just can't. You know, <laughs> he wins he, and then he wins the cut misses, like two weeks yeah, later. It's just. It's, it's just I don't know what's going on. Berger, um, you know, last year's champion. Haven't seen him since the players where he really didn't play all that well. I mean, you know, his last decent finish, the Masters, he was T27th. Before that, he had a fifth at the Shell Houston. That was really it. I, I don't know that I'll be paying for Berger with the ownership there. Um, Ryan Palmer, I believe, is going to just miss qualifying for the U.S. Open at his sectional today. Uh, so obviously he didn't didn't play fantastic against that field, but I'm sure he'll be motivated. Um, actually, I think he has to win. So that that is one thing, you know. So when you look at some of these scenarios, I I believe Ryan Palmer will have to win this event to qualify for the U.S. Open, since he did not qualify in the sectional. So you know, take that for what it's worth. I mean, you might want an aggressive Ryan Palmer, or Ryan Palmer may put a lot of balls in the water here and then give up. You know, so. I don't know. I, I probably won't have a lot of them, though. I think Henley's it. Um, as we look into the 8K range, I mean, I'm a big fan of Kevin Chapel. still. He was back and forth at Memorial. He scored some birdies. I mean, 14 birdies at Memorial. Um, decent rounds on Friday and Saturday, but bookend 76s really didn't help his finishing position. But I like Chapel again uh, this week. Um on this track, he checks the box and strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained approach. Um, Kyle Stanley, I mean, we, we were heavy on him last week on Memorial coming out of the mix uh, off of the miscut. I feel like he, he, he had a great showing at Memorial. He checks all kind of boxes off the tee, strokes gained approach, par four, birdie or better. Same odds to win as Daniel Berger right now, and also another one. Um, that I think qualified today. Uh, he did qualify today for the U.S. Open, but so watch out for a withdrawal. But maybe not. What do you think about Stanley? You think you think he's going to withdraw? I don't. But he's. I'm on the fence with him because I, I, he does check a lot of boxes this week: driving accuracy, strokes gain approach, par four, birdie or better. I mean, I, you know, proximity, all of the the stats he fits. But I think I may fade him. Um, you know, he's played here four times. He's missed the cut twice. Uh, you know, he had a good finish last week, so I think there's going to be a lot of people on him. Uh, he's got a good price. But there's just, uh, I don't know, there's something about me that just wants to fade him this week. And I, I think I may, you know, I don't know. It's just, I'm not feeling him. That's probably yeah. not a good enough answer, but that's just, that's, no. that's, that's what I got. No. All right, but anybody you know, else in that? I like Stuart Sink at eight thousand. Check the yeah, box. He, you know, strokes yeah. gain approach, par four, birdie or better, proximity. He played well today in his qualifier. He made it into the U.S. Open. So um, I can't remember which qualifier he was at, but he played really well. So I do think I think Sink, and we've seen him play pretty well lately. So at eight thousand, I think he could be a, a very good play. This seems like a great course for him. You know, you look at his last two events. He had a twenty-fifth last week, a top ten the week before that. Uh, has made three straight cuts here. So, Stewart Sink could be a, a pretty good kind of sneaky play this week. And and you know, this is a weak field, and he's he's a 
you know, as weird as it sounds, he's one of the classier players in in this field. So I'm going to play him. Yeah, I never thought I'd see Stewart sink at 8,000 before the year started, that's for sure. Um, it would shock me if he doesn't withdraw after qualifying today. I mean, it, if, if he plays FedEx St. Jude, this is third week in a row, which makes the U.S. Open his fourth week in a row. He's not the... He's not a spring chicken out there on the PGA Tour. I could see him wanting a little rest and relaxation before heading up to Aaron Hills, but we'll see. He, he did pop a lot on the stat categories for me and in good form, so I'm with you on sync if he stays. Uh, one more guy in the 8K range I like in the last five years has played this event four times, made the cut all made the cut three times, and every time he's made the cut, he's finished top ten. And this is a, a pretty good GPP play, I think, because a lot of people aren't going to really be on to him because he's – He's uh he's from South Korea, so people just don't do that. And he's in bad form, and that's Sung you'll know. Um, you know, missed the cut at, at Dean and DeLuca. Actually, he didn't even withdrew, I guess, at Dean and DeLuca. Um, Byron Nelson missed the cut, but but decent form before that, and he obviously likes this golf course. So I think Sung you'll know is a GPP play. I'll have some exposure to, not a ton, but some. Um, all right, let's get into the 7K range moving right along here. I'll let you, I'll let you kick it off here, Pat. Who, who you like? Well, um, I'll start, start right at the top. Um, I like... He's going to withdraw. Who? You think Stricker's not going to withdraw? You think he is? I mean, I know he made it, but... Wow, you're like... Are we just... Are you reading my notes right now? What's going on? No, I mean, I, I'm sure you weren't going to pick Schwartzel. And you you said right at the top. I mean, this this is Strix. This would be kind of like Sink. I mean, it's his, this would be his third event in a row, making the U.S. Open his fourth. He played the players. His, you know, yeah. Well, he, he, right. was all, he was he, just trying to get into the U.S. Open. I could see him withdrawing. I, I love him if he doesn't, but. No, I think he's. If he, if he doesn't withdraw, I think he's definitely your top play here. I mean,. And then he finished second here last year, and, you know, he's kind of labeled as a senior tour player now, I guess, because he's this is his first year, but he's really not. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, the guys should be out on tour, just like maybe Bernhard Longer, because that guy just wins every week. Longer is, yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you know, Stricker also driving accuracy, Strokes gained around the green. I mean, if he plays, I think he's definitely your top play here. Uh, also, liking Keegan this week at seventy four hundred. Yeah, <laughs> did not see that coming. I didn't read so that. There, yeah, I didn't read there, that. We had a little disagreement, but he does. Uh, you know, he fits. You know, as far as par four birdie or better percentage and also proximity, has a decent course history here. So I think, you know, this is a guy that, well, I say a decent. He hasn't played here in several years. He did he did play, have a top 25, but, yeah, I don't know. I think Bradley, again, this, this is not a incredibly deep field, so I could see him playing well. I got a few okay. others, but I'll let, I'll let you start. But I got, I got a couple kind of sleepers here in this range that I think I, I'm going to play for sure. Well, in the top half of this range, I like two guys. I like Poulter and GMAC. Poulter checking the box in par four scoring. Uh, strokes gained around the green and strokes gained approach. Same Vegas odds as Ryan Palmer. 
Um, significant amount more expensive there too. Then you got GMAC checking the box in strokes gained putting, par four scoring, and birdie or better. Poulter's another one of those guys who gets into the U.S. Open with a win, a la Ryan Palmer. Um, so I kind of I kind of like the way both those guys are playing in this range. I think I think they fit very easily into a balanced lineup like you were talking about. I, I could see myself having a fair share of those guys. Um, one sneaky play that I have in this range. As a guy who kind of grew up in this area and has played here frequently as a kid, knows the course very well. At $7,400, Scott Stallings is a, a good risk-reward play here. Uh, made the cut at the Dean and DeLuca last time out and the, uh, and the Byron Nelson. But, you know, not, not much to speak of other than that. It is Scott Stallings. But, you know, wild card, GPP, you got a, you got a bunch of lineups going. Uh, throw him in there. Okay. I hear you. Uh, two others. That I think, now, these are – we always talk about not getting cute. These are cute <laughs> You're about players. to get cute. I'm about to get <laughs> cute. So, Cody Gribble and Trey Mullinax. I don't think that's that cute. It's yeah. not that cute, but I like – I mean, they both, you know – I mean, you could have said – you know, you, you could have said uh, Richie Schimbeckler, who I know is – had an amateur career or something, I think. Well, I want to know about him, actually. That would be cute. If there are some uh, listeners out there who know, I mean, I'm assuming you pronounce his name Schimbeckler. So is there any relation yes. to Bo Schimbeckler? The, the I don't old, know who that uh, is. You don't know who that is? No. All right. I'm not even good there, but we'll let the listeners tell you who that is. <laughs> um, but so I was kind of wondering that. So if anybody knows, let, let us know. But I think with Gribble and Mullinax, I mean, those are they're two very talented web.com guys are coming off of web.com for the first year out here. And um, both check the box on par four, birdie, or better percentage. I think they could be you know, pretty good sneaky plays this week. So I, I like both of them. And then uh, old Harris English, another dog. Uh, oh, you always the, like Harris English. By the way, you know, he did qualify for the U.S. Open today. Also, Trey Mullinax did. <laughs> Which had, is had, nuts. Had yeah. a great two rounds on the course he qualified on, so and that could that could mean a little bit of something. And uh, and then the last one I'm going to throw out is Blaine Barber at seven thousand. He is uh, in the field. He's number three in proximity. Also uh, is uh, fits that par four birdie or better percentage category. So I think Blaine Barber at the very low end of the seven thousands could be a a good play. And this is a this is a good course fit for him. So, you know, this course, a lot of people, again, it's the FedEx St. Jude. It's the week before the U.S. Open. The TPC Southwind is a good classic course. I mean, it's not, this isn't, this isn't like we're, we're playing some crap course this week. I mean, it's a good one. It's a hard course, too. I mean, you look at the scores the last, you know, we haven't talked about the winners here. You know, you had Berger in 16, your boy Selena's daddy in 2015, Ben Crane in 14, Harris English, who I mentioned uh, in 2013, and then DJ in 2012. But it's a difficult course. I think the best out of those last five years was maybe 13 under. So you're not going to see a ton of scoring this week. I think it's going to be lower scoring and, and not as much, you know, it's not as many birdies as, as you might normally see. Yeah, you're right. Harris English was relevant and won. You know, way back then when, like, DJ, no, no one knew about DJ's Coke problem. That's how long ago Harris English won. 
I just I don't I don't buy that guy at all right now. I, qualified for the U.S. Open or not? Not buying it. I have one more pick in the 7K range at 7,200. A guy who made 19 birdies and one eagle at the Memorial for a total of 81 DraftKings points. Peter Uline, we both touted pretty heavy on last week's show. Um, same odds to win as Ryan Palmer, way up there. Uh, checks a box in birdie or better, obviously. Also checks a box in strokes game putting. The accuracy thing worries me a little bit, but uh, I will have some exposure to Uline just because, again, if he makes a cut, he will he will score. So really like me some Peter Uline. Mullinax kind of fits that same. Mullinax is a stud. He's a bomber, scores a lot. If he can figure some stuff out on the PGA Tour, watch out for Trey Mullinax for sure. I'm with you. All right, let's uh, let's let's hammer out the scrub range. I think I got to start with a guy who qualified today. Um, so if he hangs on, you know, we'll see. I'll, I'll probably have some exposure to him. And, and it was kind of cr- no, um, although. <laughs> Although yes, but this that wasn't the first guy I was going to talk about. Um, okay. Actually, the guy right above him. So Jamie Lovemark um, qualified today and has been playing pretty well here the last few weeks. Checks the box in strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, strokes gained around the green, par four scoring, and birdie or better in the last twenty four rounds. Jamie Lovemark playing really well. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, he's a bomber, so it's just one that you kind of take a chance on. But opposite of him, JT Poston, who also qualified today, actually won his sectional at 13 under. Yeah. Big shout out to our boy JT Poston. If he plays, also like him for totally different reasons than Jamie Lovemark. Uh, definitely a strokes gained approach, accuracy kind of guy, but also scores a lot. So those two guys are, are for me, easy chalk in the 6K range. What about you? Yeah, I love JT this week. I think. Again, as long as he's not, he doesn't withdraw, which I don't think he will. Uh, I think he's he's definitely one of the top plays here. Uh, you know, if you look at course history, Boo Weekly has been pretty good here. He's 6,500. He's pretty cheap. He's obviously a very accurate driver of the ball, uh, very good ball striker, so proximity he's going to fit there. Uh, he's top 15 in the field and strokes gained approach. So I think Boo Weekly could be a, you know, if you're looking for a, a good cash play, kind of conservative play down in the, the 6K range, I, I think, you know, he's definitely worth playing. And then, you know, a guy, Chez Reavy at 6,400. He is interesting to me. I think, you know, he's got decent course history. He's made, you know, the last couple cuts here. He's uh, made four of his last six cuts. Checks the box on strokes gain approach. Um, also, he is number two in this field in proximity. And then also driving accuracy. So if you're looking for a good cheap play down there, our boy Chez could be uh, a good play at 6,400. So that's that's about all I got here in the 6K range. Well, I have three. Well, I guess two more in addition. I agree with you on Boo Weekly. Really strong course history and, um, and a couple of stats checking out. So for that cheaper price, I like it. Um, a guy that I did not really talk about on our podcast last week, but I did talk about on the XM show on Wednesday night. And Justin Van Zuden, the old, the old, the old sage Justin Van Zuden, did not agree with me. But uh, I think he wished he would have, despite only finishing 35th. 
He had a fair amount of DraftKings points. Grayson Murray, everyone's favorite Twitter follow, had 19 birdies at the Memorial right out there with Peter Uline. Um, definitely can score, definitely checks that box. He's also gaining strokes off the tee and uh, on par four scoring. So another kind of risk-reward play, but I like Grayson Murray at 6,500. Uh, also, the last one I will add is our Aiken friend, Scott Brown. I think when you, you look at an accuracy course, you look at a shot maker's course, uh, kind of a course you got to think your way around, a little more difficult. Those are the courses we know Scott has told us he likes to play. Uh, hate to see him miss the cut with 275s at the Memorial last week, but before that in decent form with a 12th at the Dean and DeLuca and a 35th at the Byron Nelson. I kind of like old, old Scotty B at 6,500. So those are the those are the last plays for me. Um, I think that's it. You got anybody else? No, I'm good. I'm, uh, All right. We'll see what happens this week, but I'm 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 ready for Aaron Hills in the U.S. Open. I can tell you that. So. Definitely. Yeah, you know, stay tuned. Uh, we'll try to do what we can on Twitter and the shot in the arm chat room to kind of update you guys as we as we get a better feel on weather draw and on who withdrew and who's in and who's out on Wednesday night as we look ahead to the FedEx St. Jude Classic. We'll try to try to do that as best as possible. Um, in the meantime, I will be at the beach enjoying myself. I may try to periscope a little bit. Going to play some golf here in a bit uh, in the next couple of days. And, uh, yeah, should should be fun. Should be a good week. Should be a good week. Um, I, think that's, I think that's it. You guys need to follow us on Twitter, by the way, if you're not already doing that, at tour underscore junkies. If you don't have a Twitter account, you are not – you're not going to do very well in DFS. You need the Twitter account for PGA DFS. It's a must. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. And yes. uh, especially when I tweet. I mean, when I oh, tweet, yes. it's, it's yeah. just it's spectacular. It's life-changing. Life-changing. Yeah. By the way, you said again about 50 times on this podcast. I chose not to interrupt you, but you did say it a lot. Uh, when you listen back, when you roll the tape, get ready. That's okay. It's it's a FedEx St. Jude classic. (laughs) All the agains that we want, we'll throw them out there. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for being patient with us. And if you're listening to the FedEx St. Jude classic podcast, you, sir, are addicted. And we (laughs) thank you for that. Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. May your screens be green. Best of luck to everybody this week. We will be back raring and ready to go with a ton of great content for the U.S. Open at Aaron Hills next week. See ya! Oh! Hello. Hello. I got two free smartphones when I switched to Metro PCS. One for him and one for me. Uh, it's not for you. It's for people like me. And parents. I knew I should have gotten a dog. Get two free Samsung Galaxy J3 Prime smartphones when you switch two lines to MetroPCS and enjoy a 4G LTE network that's more reliable than ever before. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network are active on MetroPCS in past 90 days. See store for details, terms, and conditions. Hello. Hello. I got two free smartphones when I switched to MetroPCS. One for him and one for me. Uh, it's not for you. It's for people like me. And parents. I knew I should have gotten a dog. Get two free Samsung Galaxy J3 Prime smartphones when you switch two lines to MetroPCS and enjoy a 4G LTE network that's more reliable than ever before. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network or active on MetroPCS in past 90 days. See store for details, terms, and conditions. 
Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.